Unless you take up your cross and come follow me, you cannot be my disciple. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, he also says in the Gospel today that uh, he's ashamed of those who, you know, will not take up the cross. And he says it's not pleasing to the Father if you will not take up the cross. So today in the reading, he said, Madison, where there was a letter, it's beautiful, about a king entering a city. And he was talking about a victory parade, you know, or a conqueror's parade. So usually, before the king comes in himself, he sends in front of him, oh, his, some of his troops and a booty he's uh, collected and his great victories and signs of his reign, all these things uh, in front of him. Finally, then the king comes. So in this letter today from one of the uh, fathers at Matins, he says that, so we look at the cross is the sign of victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he sends us ahead of us today on this day of veneration of the cross in the middle of Great Lent, that he's going to make his great entrance, his glorious entrance, when we celebrate Pascha. And during the canon today, we had some versicles from the resurrection uh, uh, canon in the tones of the canon, too. So it's very beautiful. reminds us that Christ is our victor, and that we have to follow in his footsteps. And so he sent us his cross in the middle of this season, its veneration, to remind us to take courage, to take up the cross, and follow our Lord Jesus. Get ready to celebrate the glory of his resurrection, his ascension in glory into the heavenly kingdom. I think about that a lot at light these days. Uh, and we approach Easter. And I think that, uh, of course, we here in the monastery, we do try to embrace the cross. And if we know that well, if we do it well, and how to embrace the cross, we will overcome all the obstacles that would keep us from making the great entrance into the heavenly Jerusalem when our life on earth is ended. And we know we have this crucified monk here on the wall. It's an icon of a crucified monk. It shows all the passions and things, the arrows from Satan that try to defeat us. We shouldn't pay too much attention to them because it might tempt us. But we should know at the same time those things that are difficult in our lives, in our passions, that we are not do not have under control. The whole church is always dealing with that and trying to learn that lesson. Every man is dealing with that. I'm sure women too. From hearing confessions, I know they have passions too. And they have to be dealt with. And they have to be defeated. And these are the instruments that will go before us as we enter the kingdom in victory, what we've conquered through our living a disciplined life.
I like this uh, particular Sunday because it sort of lightens things up and tells us to, you know, so you haven't kept a good Lent this thus far. Then start today and uh, overcome those things that are in the way of your growing spiritually. I usually make it my, and you've heard me say this before, practice when I go to confession, to tell the priest I'm sorry for any ways, any things I put in the way of Christ in trying to accomplish my sanctification. Because he is right next to us, each one of us. He is right with us, sitting at our side, our companion in this great journey, especially the interior journey of perfection. And I like that idea. Not only the Holy Spirit's with us, praying in us, but Christ is there as our companion. He's rooting us on, and he's hoping for us to enter gloriously into his home, his heavenly home, where he has prepared a place for us, it says in the Gospel. This week has been an interesting week because uh, I, I have uh, bad habits, you know. I picked them up from my mother. When mother was depressed or something, she'd usually go out and shop and get her hair done. Well, I can't get much, I haven't got much hair to get done anyway. But anyway, I shopped this week. And these monks here and uh, this lovely lady comes to help us out. They cooperated in my propensities. So sometime this week, there's going to come a beautiful new staff for the uh, Archimandrite. All sort of, it's a wooden staff, but it's all, it's got uh, mosaics on it. It's got nice brass fittings. It's going to be a gorgeous thing. I decided the one I've been using is just not worthy of the liturgical presence. How we say that? How we say that? It's a beautiful thing. Then I got Oleg on the phone, our iconographer, and I ordered the icons for the ceiling of the church. Now we're going to have to, don't look at me, because you're going to have to get them up there. And the one I want to particularly talk about is, today is the Ancient of Days. It's rarely seen. And it has God the Father as an old, old man, but beautiful because he's holy. In the book of the Apocalypse, John's writing, he tells us about the Christ of the Apocalypse. He has glowing white hair, fire comes from his eyes. He's a magnificent thing to behold. After reading that, I picked this icon for the church. The Ancient of Days. Christ is with him, sitting on his knee. I hope in sir and the Holy Spirit is on his heart. The Trinity is there. And the Ancient of Days really there's always been the Father and the Holy Spirit, the Son, the Holy Spirit in the one essence. But from all eternity, the Ancient of Days has been there, creating, making, sustaining. And we forget that. 
Forget about the fatherhood, God the Father, who sends the Spirit and who gave us the Son to the Virgin's womb. And this icon is fantastic. It has angels around it that are filled with fire. On either side of that icon is going to be creation. Magnificent, huh? Magnificent. So I want you to be rejoiced today in this day of the cross because the throne of Jesus Christ in heaven is the cross. It's also your victory. If you embrace that cross and follow Christ, he will destroy your sins. He will destroy your sins. And you will be beautiful with fiery eyes, white hair, glowing in the angelic light of heaven. Think about that. What are you going to look like in heaven? Well, not like exactly what we like now. We'll be really gorgeous. And we'll be reflecting the beauty of the sun, his gift to us. But if we don't embrace the cross, if we don't realize that Christ is with us in this opportunity for beauty and grace and love, we might miss the boat. We may not get to the golden doors. But if we just cooperate and keep the vision before our eyes in prayer in our heart with the Spirit praying with us, as Paul tells us. So sometimes you get discouraged. Think about your destiny. Think about who your partner is in this love affair. Think about the Father who had you in mind from all eternity. You're not an afterthought. The miracle that you are, the glory that should be yours. But like Jesus Christ himself, we must embrace the cross, our sign of victory, and join in the defeat of sin and enter into the great procession to the glory of the kingdom of heaven where there's no pain, sorrow, or mourning, but only life everlasting and that glorious. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.